0: This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as the Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.
1: Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for
2: Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, we're known as the caring place and have been taking care. the homeless and needy in South Florida since 1922 good morning again I'm Ron Brummett I happen to be the president the ministry the mission has been operating for 97 years we're fast approaching our centennial and I can't believe it but I've been here almost 30 years this is my 29th year and I am so honored I am so grateful I am so pleased to be a part of this great ministry this great organization that has reached out to our community and helped transform tens of thousands of lives over the last eight, nine decades. You know, uh, we can't do it without you. I've been here, like I said, almost 30 years, and it's wonderful to see people that come in the door. They don't even know what they really want. Sometimes they're just searching for a meal or maybe a, a bed for the night, but they see hope. They talk to others. We have a wonderful volunteer staff, a wonderful staff. Uh, just people that come alongside of us, and they'll even talk with people that they might have seen or, or actually associated with on the streets. And they're watching, you know, Jimmy over there used to panhandle on the corner. Now he's in a shirt and a tie, and he's actually helping him. And so they start talking, and a lot of that healing, a lot of that hope is developed, not so much because they they want it, but they start getting a taste of it. And people start start realizing, you know, maybe, 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 my life can be different. You know, every day we're serving close to 1,100 people. We have services in Miami and in Broward. We have centers for women and children. We have centers for men. We have an activity center. We have health centers. We have education centers, and a pretty a pretty large complex over two counties. But again, it's all about helping that one person that needs help. We're in our summer months now, you know, just just during summer officially about a week ago and up north during the winter you have the very cold nights, you have the freezing nights, the snow, the sleet and so on and people I want to get out of that and that's also an opportunity for those missions and other organizations up north to, to minister to people and to help people. But down here, we do have some cold weather during the, the winter. And we will have inclement nights where we have an abundance of people come in. But during the summer down here, it's a little different. It's very hot. We've had temperatures close to 100 degrees, record-breaking temperature the last week or so. A lot, a lot of rain and just humidity. And so when people are on the streets, uh, they got to get out of the rain. They're sweating. You know, they need a change of clothes. They stink. And that is usually a time where they'll say you know something i'll go over to the mission i'll go to broward outreach centers and i can at least stay for a night or i can get a change of clothes and i can get something to eat and and we really are at our top capacity you know people will be lining up to come in and get clothes and get a shower get hygiene products you know shave comb their hair and so on so we do need your help Uh, it's a summer slump every summer most every nonprofit organization goes through this and we're no exception where, you know, we have an abundance of people giving during the fall and during the holidays. But, you know, vac- homelessness doesn't take vacations. And I know many people during the summer, their whole lifestyle changes. You know, their kids are out of school or they have traveling trips or they have things that they want to get done. But would you consider helping us for $2.10? It's $2.10 you can provide a meal and much more. And I've said this and others have said this. I've been here, I told you, almost three decades that hope often begins with a meal. And so for $2.10, we're not talking just some soup and some crusty bread, we're talking a very good meal. In fact, if you talk to some of the people that come through our centers, uh, they will say that we have almost a five-star meal program and we do that to draw people in. You know, when people are coming off the street, it's not because they want change often. It's not because we have the greatest program or the nicest staff or the finest facilities. It's out of great need. But when they have something to eat, when they get a shower, when they get a change of clothes, they're now open to be able to be talked to and maybe, you know, conjoled and, and encouraged. to You know, today you can make a difference. You can come off the streets. You can start rebuilding your life. You can have a better future without condemning and without judging people, without putting them down where they are. And so go to our website at caringplace.org. There's a lot of ways to donate financially. We have a wonderful program called Meals a Month, which uh for ten or fifteen dollars, twenty dollars a month, you can pledge every month and automatically uh, you'll be helping us to provide 10, 20, 30, 40, whatever, whatever you can afford, whatever you want to get involved with, and that will really help us out. We love our monthly givers. We love everybody that gives to us, but our monthly givers are even more special to us because uh, we know they're committed not just to help for one time, but for the whole year. So again, go to caringplace.org. And at the same time during the summer, a uh, little known fact that many people don't know we do have a community activity center in miami it's been open since 2001 so this is the 18th year uh, we actually the board of directors of the miami rescue mission uh, through a very very dedicated person i i'm not gonna sh- give her a shout i don't think she'd like that but she really spearheaded opening up a a school a uh, a private school so it's called christian academy for reaching excellence it's been operating since I think, its fifth year And uh, we have close to 120 students there in the day program, a day school, and then we have the out-of-school program. Uh, But the building is furnished by the mission, and they're taking care of all these wonderful kids. But during the summer and during the breaks, uh, we have camps. And so we have our summer camp. We've been doing this for many, many years. Over 100 children will be participating in a six-week program. It just started uh, about two weeks ago. And they'll be going to all sorts of activities. Uh, they'll be going sightseeing. They'll be going out into the community. They have drama, arts, uh, just a lot of fun things. And for many of these kids, are coming from families that just could not afford to send their kids to any kind of a camp. Uh, everything's included. They get there. They have a snack. They have lunch, transportation. Everything is included. And for $60 per child per week, you can help sponsor. That's $360 for the whole summer. We're we're operating by faith right now. We do not have all the funds in-house, but we're operating by faith. And the Lord has been so good every single year that the funds do come in by the end of the summer. And then towards the end of the summer, we'll have a great big summer program where the kids' talents will be showcased. And we'll have activities where we'll give out book bags and school supplies And we have done this for many, many years through our Christmas in July campaign. We want to be able to give brand new sneakers to every child. You know, that's really something to be able to go to school fresh, have a brand new pair of sneakers, a backpack, have your school supplies. Do you know that some of the kids, and this may seem to blow your mind, but it's really true, some of the kids don't even have a pencil to bring to school sometimes. Not all of them, but so many of them do not have the normal school supplies that so many other kids have. And so we want to make sure they have their pencils, pen, their, their spiral books, their notepads, their notebooks, a uh, book bag to carry it in. And, and so you're helping that way. We need donations of school supplies, but we also need some help in the summer camp cost. It's $60 per child per week. That's $360 for the entire summer for one child, and you'll be blessing them, pouring into their lives. You're not staying around the house. You're not getting in trouble. The moms and the parents feel better as they go about their business. They know their kids are safe. And we've actually had kids go through the summer program in years past and then come back and become camp counselors. And they've been very successful. You just don't know. Sometimes the littlest things in life that make the biggest difference in anyone's life. A little encouragement here, a little you can do it, a little, a lot of love, and that's what we have there at the summer camp and a fun time too. make it fun for the children so you can help us with our meals program during the summer and you can help us with our summer camp and always we are so appreciative i i look out and i see volunteers coming they participate in so many different ways they'll they'll chop the food they'll serve the food they'll bring the food sometimes and serve it Uh, They're cleaning, they're painting, they're helping, they're mentoring. We have different groups you can get involved to help women specifically, and you can get involved to help men specifically. And all this thing, all this working together, we can't do it by ourselves. Uh, We're a very large organization. Like I said, we have centers in Broward and Miami, But we can't do it without your support. And I want to thank all of our donors and supporters and business partners and faith partners that have come alongside of us to help us change lives. Well, stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for another great Mission Possible program.
3: Well, once again, this is the part of the program where we talk to people who are making a difference in the community. And wow, you know, sometimes we just interview one of our own and we talk together. And I am so happy to have leanne with me leanne does a lot of the interviews of community leaders so wow leanne we get to talk to one another and we have something very special uh, to talk about, first of all, you're Leanne Navarro. You are the Community Development Associate on the Miami campus, so it's great to have you uh, with me. Wonderful talking. to be here.
1: Good morning, everyone.
3: Well, we want to talk about summertime, and we want to talk about kids' summer camp. And you know, a lot of times, of uh, people, you know, they know that the Miami Rescue Mission, the Broward Outreach Center's uh, collectively known as the Caring Place, and I always say it that way because our website is caringplace.org. And they know us for reaching out and helping the homeless and the hungry in South Florida. But what they might not know us for is helping at-risk children uh, during the summer with a day summer camp, which yes. we've been doing for the last 17 years. So let's talk about that. It's truly amazing. And let's just have, let's just talk to our
1: listeners about the fact that summer camp can be so expensive for the parents in our community who cannot afford it. And, but they still have to go to work. So now school is out. Now they need to find a place for the children. And how can they find a place that is safe the children are going to have fun they're going to learn new things they're going to go to field trips and that's what we do for them so we have this beautiful summer camp uh we call it slam S A M. that's the name of the summer camp because it's all about the arts summer about long learning yes arts and music yes summer long arts and music because we want them to have an enriching productive summer we don't we want the children to have fun yes but summer is all about having fun but at the same time what are we learning new and so how can our supporters our donors our volunteers how can they be involved I mean there's so many ways we always are doing events you guys know this we're always doing different events but for summer camp as little as $60 a donation of $60 or 360 if you want to do the whole six weeks for one child That's how you can help with summer camp. And $60
3: takes care of one week. For one child. For one child.
1: Again, everything they're learning. Now, you don't get to stay in the dark. Uh, You make the donation. We invite you to the program that we do at the end of summer camp. This is when you get to know all the campers, not just the camper that you sponsored, but all the other campers in the program and they put something beautiful they put like a show that they learned throughout Mm -hmm. the the weeks of being at camp Uh, so so special so special
3: and i've been to uh most of the ones at the end of the summer and talk about energy (laughs) oh my gosh in the room there is such energy i mean they're showing uh the music you know you know when you take the Uh, Buckets and you turn them upside down, (laughs) like the the Home Depot "Let's Do It" bucket type of things, and then they have learned to to uh, drum on those. And wow, the it's just the sound that comes out of that collectively of what they do. It's amazing (laughs) what these children have learned. You know, my own granddaughter was in a music camp for two weeks, and if I told everybody how much that cost, because the whole family chipped in so she could go to that, and guess what? One of the things that they learned was the the drumming on those buckets i was like i almost went crazy i was like oh my gosh that's what we do in our summer camp but they do so much more they have field trips uh, they learn um, uh, dance. Yes. Uh, they learn so many things, and even a little bit of photography. I mean, they play just sports. Uh, sports, yeah. And, and I, the field trips
1: are amazing. Amazing. One of them is to the Miami's aquarium. I mean, who doesn't like that field trip? Uh, we get together. We reach out to our, uh, you know, places in the community. And the Miami Seaquarium Aquarium field trip is just amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- that's just to mention one of the field trips. Now, the parents, they love it. Not only because they have a place, a safe place where the children are learning and, you know, they, they feel safe to go to work and leave their children with us at the summer camp. But they come to the show at the end of the, the, the mm-hmm. summer. I mean, it's to see the pride on the parents when they come and they actually get to enjoy the show as well.
3: Well, you know, we're talking, uh, this is for families that are at risk. Absolutely. Okay, so these are not families that could just say, they can shell out the dollars. Uh, For their children to be able to go to something so enriching uh, during the summer, and then they have the peace of mind, knowing that their kids, Are being taken care of and not just being it's not babysitting. No, not at all (laughs) This this is high-class Camp and we've watched it over the years and you know I've told this story before Lee Ann. but one time I was at CVS and I was checking out and I actually was picking up pictures that was from one of our camps and the young man that was waiting on me, he was so nice, I was like, <laughs> "Wow, um, if I had a business, I'd hire you." <laughs> and uh, when he when I got the pictures, he actually looked at a few of them and he said, and it, one of them showed the building, Community Activity Center, you know, the Miami Rescue yes. Mission. he says, oh, I know that. I used to go there. He oh. said, in fact, I'm a college student because of the input that was put into my life through that. I, I, I just cried at the counter. That's because a I said, this story. is the outcome. We don't want our children growing up, getting involved in the wrong things you know, having the drug dealer uh, talking to them. Or becoming homeless themselves. Or becoming homeless. You know, we want them to be empowered, go on, get their education. And that's why we really emphasize these type of things. We have after school programs also. But summer camp is so important. And again, would you like to be part of that legacy? Yes. You as a listener, would you like to say, I have invested in a child that maybe might not have the chance to really go the right way? Um, I'm, we're asking, Leanne, you yes. and
1: I, right? Absolutely, and again, it's one whole week of camp for one child, it's only $60. The whole six weeks is only 360 So
3: they can go to caringplace.org camp and that'll take you right to that page caringplace.org slash camp and I'll take you right to the giving page uh, for camp we have different amounts there you can put in your special amount if there's something that you say whatever
1: your heart tells you to do
3: (laughs) it doesn't have to be the exact amount that we're saying we're just saying that it does cost three hundred sixty dollars for one child for all six six weeks weeks of Mm -hmm. camp if you want to sponsor a child and the other thing we didn't tell you is we're gonna send you a picture of your child if you sponsor a child for the whole summer And uh, you're going to get a thank you card Mm -hmm. um, also from that child. And listen, we've done this before. And these children, it's so sweet. Oh, my gosh. The thank you cards are so amazing. And and we don't tell them what to say. They just, you know, write it from their heart. And if it doesn't melt your heart, I don't
1: know (laughs) what would. And the other thing that I want to mention, and some of our families uh, in the community can take this for granted a little bit, is also that the campers, when they get to camp, they get breakfast, they get lunch, and they get snacks. And believe it or not, for a native family, I mean, we've heard uh, children that sometimes go to sleep hungry. I mean, this is a reality. So. Ad camp, (laughs) parents don't have to worry about that either because as soon as they get there, it's an amazing breakfast. I mean, we're talking grits, we're talking bread, (laughs) anything, and then lunch and then snacks.
3: Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) So they get it all. It's all encompassed, uh, and uh, you know that they're getting – they have good people that are around them. The children are happy. If ever somebody wanted to drop by and say, I'd like to – uh, see summer camp we'd love to give you that tour we would
1: love to give you a tour and I am very close to that campus Leanne if you want a tour get in touch with us say in the comments I want a tour of the, uh, the summer camp and I would be happy to take you around that's right <laughs> well
3: once again you go to org slash camp and uh, we are making the appeal I mean I'm not ashamed to say please give because i know where the money is going and i know that it really changes the life of a child and i don't know about anybody else but i still remember my experiences at camp and some of my experiences were only a week um, at church camp or something like that. So for these kids to get this and we also uh, tell them Bible stories and so they they get a full rounded camp. So yes. thank you Leanne for thank being you. with me and we're talking about camp. Once again, go to caringplace.org slash camp if you wanna sponsor a child, God bless you. Leanne Navarro
1: here, the Community Development Associate for the Miami Center, we have in our Today, Macall and her mom Laura. Welcome. How are you guys doing? I'm great. Good how day? are you? Thank you so much for coming. I am so inspired by this whole thing, Macall, that you started years ago. You're now in high school and you came today. And even when you come just for the radio interview, you bring your mom's car full of donations. Oh my god, how did you start doing
4: this and why? Tell us the story. Um, In fourth grade, I read a book um, with my book club, and I decided to base a shoe drive off of um, a book, Holes, that I read. And it was supposed to be something small, like not anything that was supposed to be a whole project that it now is. Um, But I received 60 pairs of shoes from just my small group of friends. So I decided to branch out and to make it bigger Um, and I involved my school and my local theater, and I started a project called Shoes for the Unshoed, um, and I brought all the shoes to the Miami Rescue Mission, and now it's bigger than I ever thought it could be in fifth grade. I gave a TED Talk on it, and I'm now back for my second radio interview, so it's, um, it's really, really exciting how far it's come. It's really amazing
1: and it's really inspiring for others. I mean, when I see younger, uh, young adults getting involved this early in life, I mean, our listeners, I mean, if you're listening and if you have a child, if you have a niece a nephew, someone that you know that can do the same thing that McCall is doing, look at her, she started like reading a book. Tell me more about that book and congratulations mom, by the way, this is such an amazing, incredible child.
4: <laughs> she really is. <laughs> Tell me about the story of the book that you read. Um, the book Holes by Louis Sackar is, um, it's a story about a boy who's sent to a juvenile delinquent camp because um, he stole a pair of shoes. Um, and as a, I, the book really, really moved me um, when I was in fourth grade. And I decided just as a fun activity to Involved the shoe drive since um, it was such a pivotal part in the story. So um, I, I thought the connection was really, really inspiring, especially in how the plot develops. Yeah, because uh, you know, they, a lot
1: of homeless individuals in our community, that's one thing that sometimes they don't have. And if they have a pair of shoes, maybe they're in a bad condition. And even the children that are going back to school, I was telling you off the air that we have a campaign coming up uh, you know, for our Christmas in July, that's one of our goals is to provide each child in the community whose family doesn't have all the resources to have access to receive a brand new pair of sneakers and backpacks to go back to school. So how wonderful. And I know you're telling me that when the school comes back up, you're going to start doing it again. How do you encourage people to give you? How do you, what do you tell them?
4: Um, honestly, in school, um, I promote it and um just the best way that i can is um just telling them the mission and um, my purpose for doing the shoe drive because it's so so easy to donate and people don't realize that there's of course there's amazing shoe drives like the christmas in july um, where you can donate new shoes or new backpacks but for my shoe drive you can donate used shoes that you've never um, looked at or just you've grown out of. So the fact that people can donate anything um, is just, I, I think it's, um, it's a really cool way to encourage people to donate. And it's you can also involve the teachers and um, offer... Anyone and everyone. Right. Different, <laughs> different opportunities. Um, That's amazing.
1: Laura, so, how yeah. do you help her? How do you come involved with this?
4: Well, uh, when we went up to New York with some friends, we went on a a fun trip, and uh, along the way we found a homeless woman on the side of the road. And it was at the same time that McCall was um, exposed to this woman that she decided to do the Shoes for the Unshoed campaign because it really uh, impacted her that we were there for fun, but there were people there that were in need. And when she came back home, it made um, a big impression on her that her sphere of influence could be um, encouraged to give some of their more to those who had less. So, if you have a closet full of shoes that you probably don't even use, and maybe you forgot that they were even in the
1: back, um, why not give them 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 to someone else in need? Mm -hmm. That's amazing, Michael. Thank you for inspires. For inspiring all of us here, mom, amazing child. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. We love the Miami Rescue Mission. Thank you.
3: Well, once again, we're in that part of the program where we get to listen to life-changing stories, testimonies from men and women who have come to the Miami Rescue Mission and come to the Broward Outreach Centers and their life has been dramatically changed and it's not easy for people to tell their story i have with me today i have george with me and i want to say welcome george for being on our program
0: thank you mr saberman for having me here
3: well we're going to go back in time and basically maybe into your high school years you did have a goal um in high school there is something that you really wanted to do and aspired to be so let's talk about that
0: yeah, when I uh, I came to this country, I was like six, and uh, I'm, my background is Cuban, uh, so basically uh just wanted to be a baseball player, you know? I just wanted to play ball. I used to play center field because I used to run a lot. I used to like to run. And uh, that was my goal, you know, become a professional baseball player, and uh, I saw the uh, prestige, and I saw the... You know, and it was in my blood, you know. I mean, my dad used to play, and I just... I had a, you know, a simple, a humble upbringing, you know. I had a good family, you know. I had one sister. And, uh, you know, we we won a uh, state champ. I I went to Catholic school. Uh, we won the state championship in, uh, in 10th grade. And uh, in the 11th grade, I... Uh, Like, two games into the season, um, you know, I got injured really bad, my knee. And, um, you know, it kind of dampened my spirits because, you know, it was a dream. And the doctors told me, you know, I can never, you know, play ball, you know, professionally. Yeah.
3: Professionally. Right. And And, so that really caused a real...
0: Yeah, it, it was like uh, a life-changing experience for me cuz was uh I was set on doing that, you know. And uh it, it you know, it, it, it kind of it ignited a uh uh you know, to look at somewhere else cuz there was a void, you know. There was a definite void there, and I looked at a crowd, you know, which I thought I would never you know, started hanging out or, you know, being part of, you know, but the void was bigger than that, you know. So I, I started hanging out with these people that, uh, you know, were doing drugs and, and especially alcohol and cocaine, and and basically that's what I started doing, just to, I guess I got frustrated so badly, you know, I got depressed. It was all kinds of feelings, you know, and I, I just didn't want to feel so basically, that's what I did. I, that's what I did for years. I i I held different jobs. You know, my dad used to have a gas station. I I, I worked for him, and uh, after high school, I did. You know, I worked for a bank, and you know, was a functionally functional uh, addict mm-hmm. for that amount of time. Yes.
3: And so for years, it went that way. Yeah. That you were a functioning addict, right? But even after maybe 10 years or more of being a functioning addict it uh couldn't yep. function anymore
0: right right well uh just before that i it was uh i went through different traumatic experiences in my life you know i you know with that crowd you know and uh there was a couple of times uh, one time i remember i uh you know there was a deal gone bad and and, and it was in my car i got a I got shot eight times and you know I just the bullet that was that was um aimed for my head I just put my arm out a, you know i guess just to deflect, you know, to shield myself and and went somewhere else, but it was pointed right at my head you know and um uh, that was the first wake up uh call Paul. and uh,
3: okay well george unfortunately we're going to take a break right here i know that's like wow okay how can you break at this time but we're going to be back in just a moment to hear more of george's life changing story well i hope you didn't turn that dial because we were talking to george and he was telling his story and he was telling about how he was shot at eight times and the one bullet that was meant for his head was deflected when you put your arm up and uh that was a miracle mm-hmm. you did not die but what happened after that george
0: well you know i i had to go to therapy for a long time um for eight months uh but that was that was definitely a wake-up call you know people that uh were friends of the family my mom and dad they were trying to get me to go somewhere so i went to they you know suggested the military i went to the navy uh went to the navy for four years you know and um but it was at the end there. I, you know, it was the same thing. You know, started smoking marijuana and this, uh, doing all kinds of crazy things. I got kicked out. I got kicked out, and um, you know, my dad, you know, that, he couldn't stand it. You know, he couldn't stand it. He, he told me, you know, I was a failure. That, uh, you know, because he had been in the military. Mm-hmm. So basically, we came to Miami, you know, trying to, you know leave that crowd behind and um, so I started doing the same things here the same getting into fights you know doing all kinds of crazy things I I was turning my lot my parents life you know upside down traumatic every day every day every day 24 7 my parents became ill one became uh, had Parkinson's the other one my mom had uh, cancer And while they were having that, I was doing my thing, you know. So I couldn't care. I didn't care. You know, there was a friend of mine that uh, I had come. I had heard through other people, too, that uh, Miami Rescue Mission uh, was a Christian-based organization and that I should go to a long-term because I needed long-term, you know. I had been to other places where it was like maybe, you know. (laughs) Uh, 30 days or 60 days or whatever but I needed long term but I didn't think it was that I I think that the the basic reason why you know why I came and I was willing to change my life was because God had been calling me for so many years and I was in I didn't open the door I decided to open the door I decided to let him in you when said you were
3: eight months out there under you even living under a bridge.
0: Yes. I was uh I was eight months under a bridge, you know, and then uh I came to the realization that I couldn't live my life like that anymore. So I talked to that friend I knew, Miami Rescue Mission, <laughs> and he said, Perfect, I'll make the call for you and I came to the program, you know. I uh, I was a knucklehead for a while. Uh and uh <laughs> Even though I didn't have a problem with authority, you know, I always thought that uh a staff would, you know, had something up their sleeves for me or whatever. Uh but uh a week after I had come, uh something changed in my life. You know, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Mm. And uh that was powerful. That was powerful because then, you know, I started seeing what the, my his purpose for me was. Mm. You know. His purpose for me and, uh, you know, that I could be, that I could, I should never listen to people say, you know, you don't amount to anything. But I should never Mm -hmm. think less of myself, you know? And uh, I sticked and stayed, you know, like somebody told me, just stick and stay, you know? You know, just talk to somebody. Just talk to somebody that's positive, hang around positive people.
3: And I, and yeah. I wanna, because we're coming to the end of that, yeah. you are now enrolled in Miami-Dade. Yeah. You're gonna go for addiction counseling and your counselor at Miami-Dade said.
0: She said, I, you're my boys, you know, you're my boys because every time that people tell me these guys can't do anything, these guys are not gonna amount to something, and one of you guys comes through here and graduates, it brings joy to my life.
3: Amen. Well, George, we're going to leave on that note. Please pray as George continues uh, his studies and all the men and women that come through the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Center's life-changing testimonies. God really is in the midst of doing miracles even today. God bless you.
2: You know, I say this almost every week, but the best part of the entire program, even though there's a lot of good news that we're sharing with the community, is hearing about a changed life. We're serving almost 1,100 people every single day. About 600 men, women, and children are in our programs in Broward and in Miami. They're in our residential programs, and then we have more that are in our overnight programs. But it always boils down to hearing, you know, what, what are we really doing? Are we making a difference? And that means you and I together, and we are every day people are getting their lives transformed you hear testimony after testimony you know you may see in your travels the homeless around the streets maybe at a street corner at a gas station maybe at your supermarket they come up can you help me and it's your heart breaks and sometimes they got signs you're not saying anything or you see them sleeping on a bus bench or they're walking up and down the street talking to the sky and you think you know what's going on how come they can't help with all these different agencies and these people are begging all day long. If they can stand on their feet, they can certainly get a job. You don't know the rest of the story. It's very simple, you know, to stereotype people and pigeonhole people. But everyone's different. Everyone has a story. Uh, a lot of times it is drugs and addiction. Sometimes it's out of broken homes. Sometimes it's out of abuse. You know, women fleeing domestic violence is not the same as someone that's on crack cocaine or uh, on heroin. You have men and uh, women that are suffering mental illness. And they've fallen through the cracks. We have war veterans. And even with all the great uh, organizations that help veterans, people still fall through the cracks and end up on the streets. So you don't know really what's going on. You know, I had one person told me, and I have many stories, but one person is very educated, was a school teacher, And you start, you know, poking around saying, well, what happened? And he finally confessed. He said, you know, I've, I come from a state up north. He said, I was a school teacher, I had a wonderful life. I had a beautiful home. And I had two wonderful children, and I found out one day my wife and my two children were in a a fatal accident, and I lost everything in that one day, and I just never was able to recover. And so he slid deeper and deeper into depression and finally just gave up on life and ended up on the streets and just wandered for almost four or five years, found his way down to Miami. And then finally found us and entered the program, and his life is much better. But saying that, we just don't know when we look at people on the streets. You know, you can make such a big, huge impact in someone's life. In the summer months, we're having our summer slump. It's very hot. It's muggy. It's rainy. It's uncomfortable. And many homeless that kind of like try to make it on their own will come into one of our centers in Broward or Miami. Not because they want immediate change. It's because they're tired of wearing the same stinking clothes. They stink themselves. They haven't eaten well. They're hot and they want to get out of the, the tremendous heat. So they'll come in for a while. You know, stay a night, stay two nights, or just stay in for a few hours. So you can help us with providing meals. I've said this. I repeat it. It's my mantra. Hope often begins with a meal. We've had so. You can come down and talk to many people that have been through our programs, that are in our programs, that have graduated our programs, and to say, you know, I wasn't really about changing my life so much, but my stomach was empty and I was hungry. And I came in and the food was very good, and the people were so friendly. And I saw other people that I used to be on the streets with, and it just kind of got to me. And I said, well, maybe I can change. And that's hope, expecting the best. Maybe I can change. And I know you've experienced that in your life. So go to caringplace.org. You can help us with just a food, a donation of two dollars and ten cents a meal, a one-time gift, or if you want to become a partner. Uh, Look at our Meals a Month program uh, for $20, $30, $40, whatever you can afford, whatever you want to give, you can help us with our Meals a Month program. That way we'll have food all year round. And as I said, the summer months are our toughest months. People give during the fall. They give during the holidays. But summer is a little tough. And then also want to remember our precious kids, they're 5 to 15 years old. They're right now in summer camp in our community activity center. It's $60 per child to help sponsor them. We're a little short. Um, we know the Lord's going to provide, but can you help us in that? And when you're on the website, go to the Camp Slam, uh, Camp Slam, and they're having a wonderful time. Everything's included for them. The parents feel better. The kids are doing something great, and they're learning something and having fun. Well, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in, and tune in next week right here on News Radio 610-WIOD for more Mission Possible.
0: This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Center's also known as the Caring Place. www.caringplace.org Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
2: O, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.